Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another week of Undesignated Players, your favorite fantasy MLS podcast with one host who cannot do fantasy MLS. That's an exaggeration. To lead us in, it's Ryan. Wait, I'm the host who can't do fantasy? No, oh, obviously okay. it's me. It could be me. No, it's me. Um, Are you just upset because you made a, uh, a rookie mistake? A classic blunder. Yeah. Uh, no, I just had a bad week last week. Pulled an old Sarah. I would say I, I would compare my performance in week, what was that, 19? It's impossible to know. It was week 19. It's week um, 19. I would say it was Josie Altador-esque. Where oh, you don't mean that. Where I was once a powerhouse in week 18 and then have become just a total liability in week 19. Josie Altador was a powerhouse in week 18 of like 2014. I'm not talking about literally him. Oh, I know. In those weeks. Okay. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he, uh, he probably wasn't in MLS in 2014. I don't remember. I think he was somewhere else. Um, <laughs> Europe, maybe. Weren't we all just somewhere else in 2014? Uh, some people listening are probably where they were in 2014. Yeah. Sarah, Michael what did Bradley you do? Michael Bradley was probably right exactly where he is now. No, Michael Bradley was in Europe. Doubtful. No, not doubtful. He was. He played for some very good teams, Sarah. Did you know that? I did know that. Because yeah. we've talked about that before. Okay. Yeah, just making sure. Michael Bradley looked like Michael Bradley of old this past week. Did you see his second goal? No. Oh, man. He... I didn't see his first goal. His first goal was just like a header off a corner. But his second goal, he, like, there was this nice sort of link-up play between, I don't know, probably Bernadeschi and Insignia. And, and they sent Michael Bradley through, and he shimmied his way through two defenders and then chipped the keeper. He looked... It was it was spicy. Um, Toronto is looking looking pretty good with the new rivals. So, is Toronto good now? Uh, I was hoping you wouldn't ask me that because then I'm on the hook for an answer. I don't know. I mean, I mean, you you could just say, I don't know. Oh, I did say that. <laughs> I think they're going to be a lot more competitive. Um, Crescito has helped them a lot in the back line, not even so much as a defender, although he has been good defensively, but also just with ball progression. Um... Insignia and Bernadeschi got their debuts this weekend. They both started in, in Toronto's home match against Charlotte. And they blew the Queen City Blues. Do people call them that, the Queen City Blues? Probably not. Yeah, I'm making it up. I'm minting it right here on the podcast. Get it, minting? Because there's, like, mint Charlotte. I I don't know what the connection is between Charlotte and mint. I should know because I live there, but I don't remember. Um, banks. Yeah, banks, I guess. Um Anyways, they kicked the shit out of Charlotte in the first half. It was 4-0. Bernadeschi did basically whatever he wanted, and Senia looked dangerous. Um, Michael Bradley looked rejuvenated. The offense was clicking. Now, Charlotte's, like, not a good team, and so it's hard to declare Toronto as, like, back contender in the East. I think they still have an uphill battle for the playoffs, but they are they were already not, like, the best team to play defenders against right like they have had a leaky defense but we're able to find goals this year and that is certainly not the case now there's just no chance on playing teams 
against Toronto, like defenders against Toronto. Shoot, I tripled up on Rev's defenders this week. That would be a very, very prudent decision. I think you should do that. Yeah. Um, can we do like a little wrap-up? Not a wrap-up. Uh, a revisiting of of teams and and who's good and who's bad and yeah we have a we have quite a good sample size at this point and so i think i think it's it's fair for us to assess to reassess what teams we've considered good what teams we've considered bad um can i can i start and talk you through things that i am thinking sure so off the top of the dome. Well, I'm looking at the Eastern Conference standings. Yes. Philadelphia, New York City, Red Bulls all seem like good. Yeah, very the the very clear top tier yeah. there and some decent distance between them and anyone else. What I would say is like I don't think I've played anyone from the Red Bulls in months. Yeah. Like do they have they don't seem to have fantasy relevant people. Um Lewis Morgan and and Lucinius are fantasy relevant in decent matchups. The thing is with Red Bulls is they're not a possession oriented team. They're like a high pressing team that forces opponents to like, you know, give the ball over in their own defensive third. They play a lot of counterattacking football. They're not a good team in possession generally speaking, and that makes it hard for us. They don't they don't have a lot of players who get a lot of touches, who get a lot of bonus points. So that's why they haven't been quite as fantasy relevant for us. Um, and so you can play, you can continue to play Lucinius and Morgan throughout the season, but they're not, they don't have an elite playmaker. They don't have an elite goal scorer. They've got a couple of dangerous pieces, but they're much more about their team's shape and their pressing and their tactical identity. And that's just been how they've been for years. Like the last time they played anything that resembled like good soccer, I feel like was with Thierry Henry. Um, that was back in like 2014 or whatever, 15. And so they're clearly one of the better teams in MLS, definitely one of the top three in the East. I think they're where they're ranked right now in the standings is a pretty accurate representation of their talent level. Um, and they should be considered an MLS Cup contender, but you're right that they are not quite in that same tier of fantasy production. So. I think you're spot on there. Um, continuing on with teams that have not seemed fantasy relevant but are surprisingly high in the standings, like Montreal and Orlando, I feel like they, I'm sure, have been fine. But I just, again, like really haven't played anyone on their, on like on either of these teams recently. I think you're you have a little bit of uh, recency bias and are not remembering the impact Georgie Mihailovic had had. At the beginning of the year with Montreal. Yeah, but he's hurt. But he's back. Oh. He came back. Oh. And so he he's played this past weekend. Well, nobody told me. Well, I didn't know he was going to play. Nobody tells me anything. Well, you can watch the games. That doesn't even help me. <laughs> <laughs> They'd probably mention his name. Um, I mean, so, right, he is the really big fantasy-relevant piece on that team. There's really nobody. I mean, Romel Kyoto in a pinch, but there's really nobody else on Montreal who's Reliable. And their defense had been so bad that you weren't playing anybody defensively on that team. Um, but they've been good. Like, I'm not sure about fourth, but they are definitely in that sort of fourth through seventh range of, of team. Like, they're a playoff team, playoff caliber team. Um, you gotta give huge props to, to Wolf and Nancy there and turning that roster into 
what is like really one of the more tactically sound and and well-balanced teams in MLS in my opinion um so props to Montreal there and Mihailovic is having such a good year Orlando's a little more up and down I think I agree with you that we don't have quite like consistent fantasy pieces with them Facundo Torres Mauricio Pereira I really don't like ever playing Pereira maybe during double game weeks um that yeah that's like that's it right Kara, I guess sometimes. Not really, though. Yeah, I guess sometimes Galese. Yeah, I mean, they have defensive pieces who are fine, but, you know, I sort of view a lot of these defenders as units, with the exception of, say, guys like Kai Wagner. Um, um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, Orlando and Montreal are, again, they're, I think, I think Red Bulls, Montreal, and Orlando are in similar categories when it comes to fantasy. You have, like, one or two guys, and that's about it. But that's probably true of Philly as well, right? You can play Philly's yeah. entire back line. You can play Gazdag. You can maybe play Julian Carranza, but you're not really looking at anybody else. Yeah. Kai Wagner's the exception. Kai Wagner's the guy you probably need to have every week, apparently. Yeah, I guess. I guess NYC FC is really the only team that like you have like front and back fantasy people. Yeah. Now, so Castellanos officially is gone. He played his last game. He's off See to Girona. Um, but I think Heber, um, Heber, Eber. I think it's Eber. Is going to Heber. Heber is going to slot in nicely, um, assuming he can stay healthy. He was very good for NYCFC when they first signed him. He was like the guy everyone was talking about. I remember those days. Yeah, and so I don't really see any reason why he can't regain that form. He hasn't been bad. He's just been injured. So and Cassianos has just been amazing. And so I think you know we'll lose Cassianos. We'll get a bear, and we're still going to have you know Sandy Rodriguez, Maxi Morales, Talos Magno. All viable plays. Collins in the back. Sean Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. The whole team is basically in play. Um, okay, okay. So so I'd say Columbus and Cincinnati for me feel like appropriately where they are in the standings. And I feel like I'm never going to really play any of their defenders unless it's like, I don't know, perhaps against a really bad team. Columbus's like, defense is, is on the up, I will they say. Have, they have some like attackers that I seem to keep putting on my team, so... I mean, I'm I'm sort of convinced you could literally play Zella Rayon and Kudra Hernandez every week from here on out. That's not an exaggeration. I mean, there are going to be some matchups that are better than others, but that's just an insane amount of attacking talent that already has shown so much chemistry that I'm willing to just, like... Like, I'd be willing to stack them in basically any matchup. Um, I would say Cincinnati is still a little high for my likings. Like, yes, they are much improved from years past, but I don't see – I mean, I guess seventh is the last playoff spot. And I guess I do see them as a playoff fighting team. So I can't say that seventh is too high. Um, but they're – like, they they wouldn't – it wouldn't really surprise me as if this top seven, if one of these teams sort of drop out, I wouldn't really be surprised if it were Cincinnati. Um, their back line leaves a lot to be desired. Lucho Acosta has been amazing, and he's back from suspension, and so that is good for them. And Brandon Vasquez has been really great. Um, but yeah, there's just something I I feel like they're you know they're missing they're missing something. I don't know what it is. Better defenders maybe. Um. Okay. Yeah, but Lucho Acosta is like still going to be a fantasy play all year. He's been great. As is Brandon Vasquez, who I think you've you've taken a lot of advantage of Brandon Vasquez. I have paid off for you this past week. It did. Yeah. What is actually the goal here? Are we just going through every team or what? Yeah. I'm 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 
I want to talk about how how I feel like these teams are because okay. I feel like you know, for example, Charlotte number eight. Like, no, they're terrible, right? Like, I'm never going to play anyone on Charlotte, and they feel like the most attackable matchup. I think I agree with you. I think Charlotte are far too high. I think Chicago is a bit too high as well. But I feel like Chicago at least has, like, kind of strong enough defense that I feel like they get, like... They also have Shakiri. There's not a player on Charlotte besides... There's not a player on Charlotte I'm willing to play more often than not. And there's... And Svidersky is literally the only player on Charlotte I might consider playing. He's not been very good since since his early, early days. Yeah, that Charlotte team just isn't... It's not quite there. They've been overperforming for sure. I mean, the fact that they have eight wins is actually really impressive, in my opinion. Um, but I just don't... Yeah, man, two draws, 12 losses. That's a team where I, I think things are going to get rough for them down the stretch. I just don't think they have the roster depth to compete for a playoff spot. Um, and yet, they're only one out of a playoff spot right now. So I, I think they're I think they're too high. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I briefly touched on Chicago. That's all I feel like I need to say. New England, I feel like, in terms of fantasy... Like, I'm really only looking at heel, maybe some of their defenders in, like, a really good matchup. I'm not really in on their defenders. I think they're too low for their... Like, I expect the Rebs to be fighting for the seventh playoff spot just based on talent. And they're just, I mean, eight draws, minus two goal differential. This is a team that's just, like, dropping a lot of results that could be going their way. And so I think, you know, they had that 10-game unbeaten run in which they could have won more games, but they just weren't quite closing things out. I think, you know, if Rioni hits, the the pieces will be there. Bo and Barrero can stay healthy. I mean, you can play all four of those guys. We uh, It's too early to say that about Rioni, but Bo and Barrero and Heal are all, I think, good fantasy plays. You don't seem convinced. Not a fan of Bo or Barrero. He's been good for fantasy. Why are you not a fan of Barrero? He's played, like, know. four games. He's been pretty good. In fantasy? Uh, he's been pretty. Let's uh, let's let's. Ryan, I don't care about how they're playing in terms of. I think he's been okay in fantasy. Let's take a looky. Um, can I search players by name? Yeah. What is this trash? Oh, there is. Oh, I don't think I ever noticed because on desktop, the search bar is so thinly outlined that you can't even see it. Basically, uh, I mean, he's got a four average, a four point one seven average. It's not too bad. Let's see what we let's see what we got here. Um, in games where he's played a half or more, he's got a two and eight, a three, a seven, a two, a three. That's not too bad. That's not good. Yeah, he hasn't played a full ninety yet this year. He played eighty nine. Yeah, okay. He played one game with eighty nine. <laughs> he got eight points in that game. Okay, but the, he scored a goal. It's not. He's. I mean, he's a goal scoring player. He's a winger. Okay. To cut to the chase with the rest of these teams, I I feel like. The remainder, Miami, Atlanta, Toronto, and United all have, like, some attacking potential. Yeah, these teams are at the bottom of the table because they can't really defend. Yeah. I don't see Atlanta United making a playoff push. They just lost too many pieces this year. Inter-Miami, I think I view similarly. Not that they've lost too many pieces, but the rebuild has been good and they are on the right track and they will be competitive in games, but I just, I don't think... I still, even with Pozuelo, I don't think it's enough. Um, they're not that strong defensively. So I don't really see it with them. Toronto is obviously the big wild card here because they did just add. They do have what now is 
almost certainly the second best attacking front three in the league. Maybe the first best. It's hard to... It, I I don't think I can argue in good faith it's the first best, but it's damn close. Um, and they've improved the defense a little bit, and so they're the team, I think, that is... It's sort of obvious, but they're the team that's most likely to make a big run. Like, I sort of see them, the Revs, or maybe Inter-Miami making a big run towards that last playoff spot at the expense of Charlotte, Chicago, Columbus, Cincinnati. Probably not Columbus. Columbus is a team that's probably on the up and up. Um, I can honestly see Montreal or Orlando dropping out of the playoffs before Columbus at this point. Um, just when you have that much attacking talent, it just lifts the team as a whole. That's the same argument for Toronto. So we'll see. They're fantasy relevant, though. Like, we're just going down this list. Inter-Miami's got Pozuelo is obviously fantasy relevant. Um, you're looking a little iffy. Is he, though, on Miami? He has been on Toronto, and he's in a much better position on Miami than he is than... It's a much better fit. Yeah, than but, like, he hasn't been. He's played two games. He got a five in one of them, right? And then he got a two. Yeah, but the two was on the road at NYCFC. You can't take any... You can't do anything on the road at NYCFC. It's, it's, it's a useless data point. Like, we need to see him more before we can make that assessment. Well, I'm not putting him on my team. But, the, I mean, you know, the, the, the offense is going to move through him. And that's why he was at his best in Toronto in the years when he was playing as sort of like a Carlos Heel-esque player. Um, it's not quite an apt comparison. He doesn't do quite the defensive work that Carlos Heel does. Um, but he's probably the guy. Leo Campano when he's healthy as well. Yeah, Atlanta, I'm, you know, it's hard to say. You could probably play Joseph in good matchups, but I'm, I just don't, I'm just not in. The forwards are strong enough this year, especially with Insignia and Bernadeschi joining. There's just like, I don't, I think Joseph becomes hard to justify with the influx of all the forwards that have come in just over this offseason during this summer, not offseason, but this, this secondary transfer window. Um, Almada, you know, he's been, he's been good for fantasy. It's hard to deny that. That's really about it. Marcelino Moreno has not lived up to last year's standards. And they, they, yeah, they're hurting. They need, they need a better backline goalkeeper, defensive mid, ETC. So to sum up here, I, I feel like where I stand, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like, like Philly, NYCFC, um, no, I feel like Philly and NYCFC are like teams that have like, like, you know, the potential for, like, you being, having a week and being like, oh, which three of these players do I want? You know, perhaps having to choose. Yeah, I like, that. okay. Yeah, I like to take three Philly defenders. New York City's the only team in the whole Eastern Conference where I consistently will take three players, usually one from each, uh, on average, one from each position. Um, Lumping goalkeepers and defenders. And then after that, it feels like... I mean, it just feels like fantasy. Like, like you, you get one or so player per team that's, like, a reliable pick. That's just, like, how fantasy works. I, but, I, but I don't even think that they're... Like, I, I feel like, yeah, I guess maybe most of the rest of these teams, except Charlotte, have, like, one player that yeah. I would take. Yeah, one it to doesn't, two. It, one it to just two. doesn't feel like there's really any like a big opportunity to take chances on random players on these teams. Like it doesn't seem like there's really a mid range. It seems like there's the standout fantasy players and then there's everyone else. I mean, I don't know. I sort of 
agree, but I sort of did. I mean, it depends on what you mean by take a chance on them. Like, there are just guys like, you know, Romel Kyoto at Montreal, who's not very expensive, but he's worth a play. He's just, it's a gamble, right? Mm-hmm. I think I'd put Gustavo Bo in that category. Um, I would put Brandon Vasquez in that category, but he is quickly approaching, like, beyond that category. Yeah, why are you sleeping on Brandon Vasquez? He's been on my team, like, I am week. not, listen, I am never sleeping on Brandon Vasquez. You, How dare you accuse me of that? Okay, let's move to the Western Conference. I would say... I mean, is there any team on in the Western Conference that I ever want three players from? I mean, LAFC is by far the best team in the league. But they just don't really have yeah, fantasy producing like this midfielders. Is, this is about fantasy. Yeah. I mean, do you like Carlos Vela really has not like he he's not really threatening to be fantasy relevant. What is all this hate for Carlos Vela? He's been great this year. I what are you talking about? This is a about? common opinion. I don't understand it. He has a 6.1 average. That's like from early. It's not exclusively from early. Okay. He has in his past... Okay. So he did not play against the Vancouver Whitecaps, and he only played a half against Seattle Sounders, and only a half against Columbus. But since week 12, in games he's played 90 minutes. 10, 7, 12, 10, 4. That, that's not a guy who's like dipping in form. That I mean, that's elite. He's just not scoring a lot of goals, but he's getting a lot of assists. Yeah, feels fluky. It's not fluky though. He he's been. I mean, yeah, he's not been the like world beating forward, but he's been by all measures like an elite. I mean, fantasy you just ignored what year. he did last week, which was get a one. Oh, I thought I said that. No, you stopped at four. Oh, okay. Then yeah, he got a one last week. Sorry. Wait, he didn't play ninety in that one. That's why I just looked over it. But he played seventy eight, so that's close enough. Yeah, okay. 1, 4, 10, 12, 7. Ignore the 45-minute ones. 10. And then 3, 3, 5, 9, 3, 4, 5, 12, 2, 18. That's, that's not bad for a forward. That's good. Yeah. That is certainly well above average. I would go to far as say that's close to an elite forward. And I think it's only going to get better with Gareth Bale. I mean, you, you can basically fall into two camps. You either think he takes production away from Vela or I tend to think that the offense as a whole works better. That's more opportunities for Vela to get assists or goals. Like the last thing I want is a forward who has bad pieces around him. And so I'm always going to be happy when like a good player comes in. The only ex- the only exception is when they take away set pieces. But I, I don't know. I don't know who's going to take penalties for LAFC. I think it'd still be Vela. So for the rest of the Western Conference, I don't, I don't know. I'm not going to go through line by line here. It feels like there's no one from, like, Sporting Kansas City, Houston, or, like, really Vancouver that I ever want on my team. Honestly, um, LA Galaxy, like, yeah, I put them in that camp as well. I think there could, I mean, I'm not going to let one game define Julian Russell. I think there could be a role, role for him in Vancouver. We have to see it first. And I think Ryan Gauld, he's been, he's been decently good this year. He, they just, they rotate a lot is the problem. And so... Why are they rotating? They're not even good. They have, like, Canadian championship and shit like that. I don't know. I got caught by that. I left Ryan Gold in my lineup this weekend. But he came in the second half and got six points. So that could have been worse. Yeah. No, SKC, I mean, you know, Johnny Russell is could go off any given game. But he's just not been good enough. The team is not very good. So, yeah, I think I agree. LA Galaxy doesn't like, have the pieces. Like, in terms of, like, the attackable, really attackable matchups... In the Western Conference, like Sporting Kansas City, I think seems like by far the 
weakest link, and then everyone else, it's like a little more up in the air. Sporting Kansas City's hard. They're kind of like the Sporting Kansas Kansas City's hard though because they're not even like like they've been bad, but they're not even like an easy. They still score goals. That's like kind of although it doesn't look like they score goals. Like they've only scored nineteen on the year, but it feels like they haven't been easy fantasy. Well, to bet against. But, like, more often than not, they are. No, they have to be by definition of their record. It just, like, hasn't felt that way. Houston is, like, bad. I've, like, Houston is not good. Yeah. They've had, they had a good start to the year, and I think that still lingers in our brains, but they've not been very good. It's not lingering in my brain. Vancouver, they're, they're a little more iffy, I think. Um, San Jose is a team I feel like I look at and I think are better than they are. Colorado is a team I'm very low on. Colorado has been a team lately I want to pick against every single week. They've been they've been bad. They don't look like they're anywhere near. They don't have the pieces to improve. Like well, they just don't look like they're anywhere near. Improving. Lucky for you, they're on by this week, so you can pick yeah. against them. Yeah, bah. Um, cool. Well, yeah. I guess just like I test, I'm still a little RSL might be a little too high. Like I would flip. Like I I think I would be much less surprised. If I were to pick a team to fall out of the playoffs right now, I'd probably pick the LA Galaxy. But if I were to pick a second team, it would probably be Real Salt Lake. I can sort of see some shuffling here, too, because I think Austin I'm a little bit confused about. They're undeniably a good, like a, a like one of the better teams in MLS this year. I don't know that they're like second in the West good, though. Like I kind of like Minnesota better than Austin. And but even with like Minnesota, last year... Like, they had all those midfielders that you could play. And this year, it's only Reynoso. Yeah. Reynoso's been excellent. but Yeah, but, like, yeah. you know, like, you used to be able to play, like, Lud and Fragapane. They and used now, to have, uh, what's his face, too? Uh, Jan Gregush, who's now in San Jose. Yeah, sort of it, just, it just really elements. feels like there is not, yeah, it really doesn't feel like there's kind of like a mid-tier of players. Like I said, you know, just minutes ago, it really feels like there are kind of, there's like a pool that you have to pick from. And sure, maybe some random fantasy players are going to like have very random good weeks, but it doesn't feel like there's a second tier of player. I'm going to, I'm going to rapid fire down the list of what I consider second tier players that you can play in fantasy. Uh, For LAFC, I'd say... Uh, Chicharango and Cifuentes are like second tier guys who have been pretty good this year. Uh, Diego Fagundes for Austin. I agree with you. I don't think Minnesota really has one. Um, it would probably be Luis Amaria would be my closest. Um, Real Salt Lake doesn't really have, eh, no, it's a no from me. Maybe Pablo Ruiz. I don't know. Um, FC Dallas, eh, not really. I, I'm disappointed by Alan Velasco. Um, Nashville is a no. Uh, LA Galaxy, to me, is a no. Portland, they don't really have a high tier, so anyone you play on there is yeah. just kind of like middle tier. Um, so I guess, by definition, Blanco and uh, Jimmy Chara. Uh, Seattle, I see like Jordan Morris in that boat, Christian Roldan in that boat, although he's not been quite as fantasy relevant lately. Um, Vancouver is in the sort of Portland thing. Like, they're all middle tier. Houston... I'm not really going to put Sebastian Ferrer is the only guy. I'm not going to put him there. Um, Colorado doesn't have anyone that I'm willing to play as a mid-tier player. San Jose, maybe Christian Espinoza. I think Jamiro Montero is borderline, like, top tier. Um, Not even borderline. He just is. 
And SKC would be probably Johnny Russell, but probably too inconsistent. So there you go. That was rapid fire mid tier players. They're not that exciting, but that's because they're mid tier. They're mid, not midfield, but mid tier. It's just, yeah, I don't know. Maybe this happens every year, but I never make it this far in fantasy. But it feels like I'm kind of just like forced to pick the best pick players from like a select pool. Uh, that is what and happens every year, and every year I complain about it um, and think it's a bad system. Unfortunately, I don't have the money to do so. So. I, every year I'd say we should not have the stupid budget gaining thing and we should just have a set budget with the players gaining and, and falling. I thought it was good. I guess nobody else thought it was good. That's why they switched back. Um. Okay, so let's talk about this week then. You know, everyone just loves to pick the same players over and over again. Yeah, let's talk about this week. Should we rapid fire last week? Do you remember how many points you got? Didn't we already? Didn't I already? No, you just said it went poorly and then you moved on. That's That feels like enough. Yeah, but you say that every week. Okay, fine. Well, this week was actually really bad. I got 63 points. Yeah, that's pretty bad for this I week. I left eight points on the bench because oh, I yeah. checked the Vancouver lineup, or I checked their Vancouver subs, didn't see the goalie that I put as a scrub in the lineup, mm-hmm. uh, and that was because he was starting, and I just didn't realize that. So he got two points, and I lost Sean Johnson's 10. But even eight points would not have helped me out that much. Like, yeah. Either way, it was just... Yeah. A stinky week. I had 74 points, and that was week rank, like, 1881. Yeah. But what was interesting is I barely dropped it all in the ranking. I dropped, like, three in the rankings. Yeah. Like, I mean, my overall rank 37. Do we think... Sometimes when this happens, like, yeah, my overall ranking didn't change that much. I kind of wonder if, like, it's people who, like... It's people who didn't set their lineups. Yeah, think, who, who, like... like, did really well. Yeah, who, like, yeah, didn't, ch- like, haven't it's people changed who, lineups from, like... Captain Lodero in week one, and, like, are getting the 28 points from that, you know, yeah, right? That's yeah. that's literally what it is. Um, um, so it's fine, you know. Yeah, so whatever. Nothing to dwell on. Okay, let's go into this week, then. Okay, um, right off the top, you know, I have LA's goal, or LAFC's goalie on my bench. Mm-hmm. I have... Andre Blake, I have Lesnes, and I have the cheapest Philly defender. Harriel? Nope. Who? No, he doesn't play. Mbaza? He played last week. Harriel did not play last week. I think that was just rotation. Okay, well... I'm not positive, but I assume... I mean, maybe Mbaza's one out that spot, but I think... I'm pretty sure that's just a... Well, then I'll put Harry on my team, but I'm going to put the person who played. Yeah, just play whatever cheapest player it is, I guess. Um, yeah, because I cannot afford... I agree. It's a triple up. It's a triple up Philadelphia I, week. Yeah, I can't afford Wagner. I mean, I guess I could if I cut other people, but it feels like I can't cut anyone in the midfield this week, so... Wagner could even be a captain this week. Um, And then I have Omsberg. Of yeah. Chicago. Yeah, I, I sort of see, like, three or four teams that are, like... Really nice opportunities for clean sheets. Um, and those teams, which you've hit on a little bit, are uh, Philadelphia is the top one. Um, you didn't mention Nashville, who I see is They've been bad defensively, but I think they're still a good shout at home against Vancouver. And then Chicago at home against Atlanta, who have just been... I mean, they're really hot and cold. Sometimes they do well, sometimes they don't. Those are like the big... I don't really see anyone else as like... Yeah. I mean, LAFC, because they're a good team and they're at home and it's the early game they're good on the bench mm-hmm. they're not like i would like i don't really like the game against seattle i know seattle yeah. haven't been very good but um you know you can you can always gamble on the best team in the league 
on the bench. Like, that's always worth doing. I don't think there's anyone else, though. No, I mean, like, I am sure we will. I see Dallas. I mean, like, Austin away. No, I don't like that one. I know, I know, I I understand the logic, and I think I don't like it on vibes more than I don't like it on numbers, but I just, like, that feels like a game that's not going to be easy for Austin. Um, Like, I'd much rather take Dallas at home against LA Galaxy. I mean, like, Orlando away? I don't know. I don't like that one either. Um, Yeah, that's because you don't like any away games, but... I'm sure that I would one away team this week will get a clean sheet. Yeah, I would rather take Columbus away at Charlotte than either of those. Um, a team that's actually playing well defensively and is playing a much worse team at home. Well, I don't think Charlotte's worse than DC United, but um, you don't think Charlotte's worse than DC United? I think they're about at the least s- DC United has a goal scorer. I think they're about the same. Anyways, um, DC United's really bad. So, do you have any different defenders? Any, uh, any, any, so, any? I have... I don't have... Yeah, so I have Murillo on the bench for LAFC. I want to have Chiellini, but I don't think he's going to play a full 90. Um, I have Chichos and Slonina on my bench as well. So, two Chicago guys. And then I have Joe Willis as my goalkeeper. Um, I really should turn that to Andre Blake. I just don't have money right now. Um, but I'm going to free up money and make it Andre Blake. And then I have Kai Wagner, Nathan Harriel, or I guess Mbizo, um, and Walker Zimmerman. It's fine. I think I'm not really going to toy around with that too much. Um, that sounds good. Yeah. All right. Man, you could even, you could even look at Minnesota for like a bench show, the three o'clock game against Portland. Yeah, I thought about it. It's not like great, but it's fine. They're just not that good defensively. I'm just like really poor. Yeah. Um. And so I'm at the point in the season where I cannot, I cannot do like a full switcheroo. I cannot afford. I mean, especially this week, there just aren't. I, there's no like really cheap teams. Yeah, that I'm, like, yeah. Going to the part of my part of the reason I looked I like Nashville is because they they have cheap defenders. I mean, Walker Zimmerman, who's like probably the best defender in MLS, is sitting at seven point eight. Like that's remarkable. Well, it's because they haven't been that good. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, yeah, the, not, yeah. It doesn't really feel like, like a steal when, you know, it's. Yeah, I mean, he, he yeah, I mean, he gets that. He get he has that number. He has that low price because he's not been good for fantasy. Yeah. Um, yeah, Minnesota, yeah, Minnesota and Austin are two teams to me that, like, aren't that great defensively, but have really goalies who are playing really well. And so they sort of are being bailed out by that a little bit. They have the, the two best goalkeeper, the, I would argue, by the numbers right now, they are the second and third best goalkeepers. You know who's the first best goalkeeper? The Revs goalkeeper. Yeah, he's in. He's been insane. It's it it it's tough to see because if you look at the cumulative like post shot expected goals minus goals, which is just basically a measure of how you know how many goals goalkeepers are saving. Um, it doesn't show up as like one of the top ones because he hasn't played that many games. So if you, if you do per 90, he's like blowing the league out of the water and the eye test backs, backs it up. He's been very good. Um, but yeah, I think, I think to me, Chicago, Philly, Nashville are three I'm looking at. Maybe cool. Columbus. Probably not though. I don't, um, I don't like away teams. So let's go to midfield. the fun part. Yeah. Midfield. I have Hani Mukhtar, Carlos Hill, Shakiri, Driussi, and Zalaran. Uh, yeah, that's basically what everyone's going to have with some minor. I have the same four, but I don't have Drew Yusey. I have Reynoso instead. Yeah, I guess I wasn't sure because he was hurt last week. 
Yeah, I think if he does not, I mean, it's early, so if he doesn't play, I'll just put in somebody else. Um, yep, those are good. I, I'd say you can, and if you don't like those guys, you can play Lucho Acosta at Miami this week. You can play Pozuelo, who's at home against Cincinnati this week. You could play Mihailovic against NYCFC, although it's not my favorite. Um, Jamiro Montero is in play. I think even Nico Lodero is fine on the bench because, again, we've talked about this before. These, like, big team games tend to be high scoring. Um, about Gazdag. Yeah, Gazdag, fine. Sure. I really have not picked him in a long time, but. Santi Rodriguez. Uh, um, yeah. I, I don't know. There's just better options. Um, like, well, there are better options, but like he's cheaper than. Like you could do Jonathan Osorio on the road against the Revs. Um, I don't know about that. I I feel like we need to wait on that one actually. Um, Paul Ariola, if he's healthy, I think he came off injured last game. But if he's healthy, would you do Facundo Torres? Um, the back half of a switcheroo, maybe. Yeah, it's not my favorite. Um, I mean, I think I would rather play Facundo Torres over Diego Fagundes. Um, they're both road games, and I think Torres is a higher ceiling. Fagundes probably is a higher floor. Torres is a higher ceiling, and DC is a worse team. What about C. Mueller? Yeah, Chris Mueller. Uh, yeah, I'd play. Sure. Uh, it, he's more interesting when Shakiri's out because he gets more of the ball. Right. Well, he got a. He's still good though. Yeah, like I'd be fine. 13, 12 points last week. Yeah, he had a yeah he had a great week last week. I definitely would play him. Yeah, um, I think the the heel. Heel, Reynoso, Zelrayan, Shakiri, Mukhtar, Drew UC, maybe at Acosta to that list, maybe at Mihailovic is going to be the players everyone has. I think Pozuelo is like a differential, but I think I would consider playing him. Um, cool. Well, I feel like we... Yeah, that was easy. They're just like, it's just, just pick one of those guys. Well, pick, you know, five of <laughs> pick, those. Pick five of those guys and just like, it's not really that hard. You can't really go wrong. Um, okay. Let's... I guess... Well, well, yeah, we'll, we'll get to it. I was going to say, should we talk about captains? But let's just go to the forwards first. Yeah. Um, I have... The forwards are kind of interesting this week. It's a little bit challenging to I pick. have Taxi Futas. Yeah, he's going to be super popular this week. I have him too. I think it's because they play the late game, and so it's like an easy switcheroo. Yeah, I have um, Brandon Vasquez and... <laughs> you love Brandon Vasquez. He... He's been great. He's, he scores points when yeah, he's on my team. Yep, so. yep. He's been great. I'm not going to argue against that. And the it's not like I mean it's not what against away against Miami. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, well, he's on my bench. Yeah. Um, Definitely a good bench show. And I have Chich- what's his name? Chicho Hernandez. Who? Chicharito? No, Hernandez. What's oh, Cucho Hernandez. Cucho. Yeah. Chicho. Yeah, yeah. Well, I thought at first you were going to say Arango, and then I was well, like, Well, this no, is very confusing yeah, to yeah, me. Yeah. They all have. Yeah, Cucho Hernandez. Yeah, I mean, Cucho Hernandez is just like, I think everyone's going to own him this week. I have similar. I have, <laughs> I have Gareth Bale on my bench right now. I don't know if he's going to start. If he starts, though, I can't not play him. I just have to. Um, I think Carlos Vela is like a good bench shout. Um, Man, I just, I'm over that Carlos Vela hatred. Um, I think Gustavo Bo, if he plays, is good this week. I dare you to start Vela and captain him, then. Well, I did, I'm not saying he's a good captain this week. I'm just saying he's a good bench play. Um, yeah, Gustavo Bo, if he plays, is good. Insignia is good. Um, Bernadeschi, when they add him to the game, I think he'll be a forward, is good. I don't know if he will, though. 
Um, can't I can't endorse Orango because they're like shopping him, and so they might. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but Jesus Ferreira is like a guy you could play this week against LA. Good. Abobasi against RSL, fine. Um, I don't know if Rio, I don't think Rioni's going to start this week. I th- what about Savarino? Yeah, you can always play Savarino. Yeah. What What are they away against San Jose? That yeah. feels like a yeah. that could have a lot of goals or maybe just no goals. Yeah, you could just play you could just play Savarino any, any week, and you know, I mean, he got a three last week, right? Like he's not going to hit every week, but he has the talent to be matchup proof. It's just like it's going to be always, you know, like any forward, sometimes it'll be hard to predict when he doesn't in the score. Um, holy shit! Remember Michael Estrada? No. From DC United? No. He scored like two goals in week one. And everyone was like, this guy's going to be insane. He had 11 points in week one. He only played 60 minutes. He scored one goal since. Goodness gracious. Holy crap. He still plays for them though. Yeah, DC United are booty. Um, yeah, those are the, those are, those are everyone I think worth mentioning. Uh, if Rui Diaz plays, you could, I don't know. I don't know why you would. You could play on the bench. That's the only way I would play him. That's just going for the like big games, high scoring vibes. Okay, let's talk about captain. Yeah, captain, I think, is actually a little hard this week. I think there are several good options. I have Hani Mukhtar captain. I think he's going to be the most popular captain, and I think he's the safest. I have the band on heel right now. Um, it's a little it's a little context-dependent, I think. I mean, those are both 8 o'clock games, and so in between those two. I think if Rioni starts, or if Bo starts, or if Barrero starts, then I'm really interested in heel. If none of those guys start, then I'm probably out. You don't, you know. No. You no. Don't. Not Josie. You don't trust Josie Altador? Oh, uh, you know how sad this is for me? I love Josie Altador. He's a great player. He was. Yeah, he was a great player. He's been so... I just... Yeah, I said this to you, but I need to put this out there for the Josie Altador defenders. Because I was one of them for... I was one of them preseason. But there's some... There's some debate going on in, in Rev's land as to whether or not Josie Altador has been actually as bad as it seems like he has been. And, you know, on this podcast, we don't believe in stats. But I decided to look at the stats. And uh, by goals added, which measures players' contributions beyond just, like, scoring goals, which, you know, for a player who isn't scoring goals, maybe that would show up in goals added, right? Um, he has the worst goals added on the entire team, by like double the next worst player, and so I don't really, I don't like at least per game. So I don't really know. And it's negative, right? Like it's yeah, it's negative point two something per game. So it's not like it's not even like no. It it would suggest that he's an active liability. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um. And so I know you know statistics are just one are just one metric we use to assess players, but. I don't think he's passing the eye test. Yeah, I was he's gonna not, say the eye test would he's, say he's caught offside like every single time the ball is passed to him. Yeah, I'd say he does not look really game sharp. He's not scoring he looks goals, slow. and the advanced metrics fucking hate him. And so I don't really know what legs the Altidore defenders have to stand on, other than just like he's a very large man. He was a really good player throughout his career. He's been really great. And I, I will be the first to recognize that because I love Josie Altidore. He's definitely like infinitely better than me at soccer. Yeah. It's just, so. it's just, it looks like he's not, it just looks like he's, he's not fit. washed. Yeah. I don't use that term lightly, but I think he's washed. <laughs> RIP. Yeah. Well, did we? Supposedly oh. he's going to Argentina. 
I don't know what supposedly, but there are rumors that for vacation. Yeah. <laughs> to play soccer. That's um, a terrible investment on whoever's buying him. Um, it would okay, be a very so weird move. You mentioned heel. Yeah. Captain. Yeah. Stipulations. I mean, I feel like, honestly, any of the people, midfielders I have on my team, I would consider captaining, which is Shakiri, Drew, and Zellerown. I mean, they're all, well, yeah. Drew, and Zellerown are away, but I mean, the like, Columbus versus Charlotte. I would, I would, I would definitely consider Zellerion, but it just, it just like, if Nashville and he, and the Revs were playing better teams, then I would strongly consider Zellerion. But like, they both have home games against two very bad defenses. And so it's sort of hard to argue against that. Why didn't Honey Mukhtar play last week? I think it was uh, precautionary. He had some, some muscle tightness. Uh, nothing nothing to be worried about as far as we've been told. Um, I'm probably not captaining Shakiri. I think you could. His floor is good. His ceiling... Well, I mean, he had a good game last week. He had like 13 points. So he does have a ceiling. Just feels like his likelihood of hitting his ceiling is lower than other players because their offense is so bad. So, yeah. Yeah. Heal or Mukhtar for me. Zalarayan is sort of in the mix. I guess Reynoso is sort of in the mix as well. He plays... I'm not going to captain him, but you could, and you'd probably get rewarded for it. Cool. Well, I think we covered a very good amount of soccer and MLS fantasy-related content. Yeah. So I think we are done for this week. I think so. I hope Bale starts. I think that would be fun. Um, I would like to pat us on the back for making it this far in podcasting. Yeah, I'm not sure we've ever done this before. And we're not slowing down. Hell no. It's a little dicey in August. Ryan's away a lot, but oh, we're supposed to do one right up or something. Um, or maybe they'll give us a break sometime soon. Oh, that would be nice. Isn't there a break? Isn't there like a like an all star break or something? Yeah, it's probably in August. We'll see. Um. Okay. So follow us on Twitter, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You know the drill. Yeah. Best of luck. Wish me luck. Don't wish Ryan luck. He doesn't need it. I need your luck. I don't need luck. I make my own luck. Yeah, I don't. Some of it's bad, but... I actively work against myself. Alrighty. We'll see you next week. Yeah, go get them. Go get them, champions.